And now for you nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. Okay, man, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Now, come on, now, crank this motherfucker up. You ready to work, Joe? I'm ready. You ready to put in that work? I'm ready. I'm ready to put in that work. Welcome to Funkin' Fantasy, live from my living room, not in living color, but live from my living room. Usually live at Moonshine, but again, take a little hiatus from there while they get their parties situated. They got this party. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Great season for them. It's fundraising season for Moonshine. So we'll let them make their money so they can continue paying me when I go back during fantasy football season, which is very important. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Good. I'm your host, Luigi Curto, alongside of me, Joe Quillen, and a very special guest on uh, Curto's couch this evening. Is a longtime friend of the show, longtime uh, patriot of uh, America over here. And on today, February 27th, year of our Lord 2019, we celebrate Doug McGregor's birthday, our man Dougie. Taste me how to Doug, taste me, taste me how to Doug, Doug. Taste me how to Doug, taste me, taste me how to Doug. Everybody love me, everybody love me. Everybody love me. You got some Bacardi with this Coke I have? I got some Bacardi. No, what I have over there is a 300 bottle tequila that if you open, I'll freaking kill you myself. Oh, I'm going for that one. Don't you dare, you bastard. Happy birthday, Dougie. Happy birthday to everyone else across the country whose birthday it is tonight. We're here live, Funkin' Fantasy. And um, we got a big show tonight. We got a lot of things going on. We got the Robert Kraft debacle. We're going to rub that out tonight. Get get all the wrinkles done, all right? Uh, We have special tape. The, the, you know, the people here at Funkin' Fantasy, we're working hard for you, so you don't have to work that hard. So we got the special audio from inside, inside the massage parlor, as they like to call it, uh, down there in Florida where Robert Kraft visited. Also, we got uh, Bryce Harper Watch, day 117. 117 days that we're waiting for this prick to make a decision, all right? And I'm going to give you my two cents on how I feel about that. And also, a few players out there that may be able to come in and help the Philadelphia Phillies win now and not just continue to win with Bryce Harper. Also, um, we're going to have some Oscar winners and social media losers that are affiliated with the Oscars, which happened, which is absolutely disgusting to me as a human being. And it shows just how bad how poor, how piss poor the moral compass is of this nation, okay? And how horrible social media has made us all out to be. On top of that, Nick Foles, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're a national show, but Nick Foles, breaking news there. The Philadelphia Eagles will not slap Foles with the franchise tag, and they will allow him to walk and become a free agent and go ahead and get his own money out there in free agent land. And now the question arises, what happens when Wentz gets hurt? Because it's not if. 
It's when. He proved last year he wasn't ready, and everyone says you couldn't let Foles walk. Because why? Just in case of Nick Foles. But now that safety blanket is gone. Nick Foles hits the open market, okay? And he's going to go out there and be able to make any amount of money he can from any, amount, from any team out there. And the Philadelphia Eagles get, you know what they get for that in return? They get Ugats. They get nothing. They get absolutely jack diddly squat. The guy should have been traded two years ago, all right? Well, actually, he should have been traded last year for whatever they could have got for him, which was a king's ransom, and now they get absolutely nothing. He walks, and the, uh, the Nate Sudfeld uh, backup era begins here in Philadelphia. So we better hope that Carson is exactly what everyone hopes he's supposed to be because if he's not, we got a lot of trouble here in Philadelphia. It's not big trouble little China. It's big trouble little Philadelphia. Also on top of that, we're also going to get into uh, – uh, People posting the, 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 the food pics on social media and, and some of the responses that get into it, uh, and I'm going to give you my two cents on that. And then uh, my boy Aton Shander, the Aetonymous, uh, formerly of 975 and currently uh, co-host of the Derail podcast with Philly's own Harry Mays. Um, he'll be joining us at 730. He'll give us his, uh, his insight on everything that's going on with Nick Foles and also some Sixers stuff because the Sixers have had a little bit of injury uh, to their already short enough bench. Okay, and I got some players out there, some remaining free agents, some veteran free agents that could be had on the cheap that might be able to help the Sixers. And, and one guy who I don't know how he's not on a roster yet, he should be on a roster. All right. Again, Joe Quill, and you've been sitting here chopping the bit. You just got back from a turf club. You were placing some action. Yes, you some, I did. What were you at? Parlays? What were we doing? Uh, I, did a, I did a bunch of straight wagers, and I also did it as a parlay. Nice, brother. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> so let's get into this. Bryce Harper. We're day 117 of Bryce Harper, still a free agent in Major League Baseball. Pitchers and catchers are reported. People are playing baseball. <laughs> Spring training is, a, is, is happening all around us, all right? He's still not with the team. One of those teams are the Philadelphia Phillies. The other ones that are in play are the San Francisco Giants now, who apparently have emerged as the dark horse, okay, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Philadelphia Phillies have offered 10 years and an excess of $300 million to one Bryce Harper, who I don't personally, I don't feel is worth that much money. I, I, I just don't see it. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's only once hit 100 RBIs. He batted 234, I believe, last year. But again, he's 27 years old, so you invest, right? He is the hottest free agent left after Machado is already off the board. He goes to San Diego. Now, here's the thing. When you look at it this way, you look at it as Scott Boris, you know, Scott Boris, super agent, douche agent, same thing. He is trying to get the most, money, the most money possible for his client. He's doing exactly what he should do. He's created a bidding war amongst everyone, okay? And he's holding the Phillies over a barrel because he knows the Phillies won him. They got the 10 years. They got the dollars up, right? So now he's trying to get the dollars up from everyone else. The Giants are in play, but again, they'd have to go into the luxury tax and pay 20% over top of it. Do they want to make that kind of investment? Sure. Why not? They need, the Giants have nothing, okay? They're not a built-to-win team now. They're barely an 80-win team, with, even with Harper, okay? The, the Dodgers will, again, should contend for a World Series, all right? They're completely healthy. They're coming back. They're the team to beat out there, in, I, I guess, in the National League, would you say? I mean, you, you yeah, agree with that, right? I agree. You add Bryce Harper there to the mix. Now, they're offering shorter years, more money per, right? If I'm Harper, I'm taking that. That's just me. I'm doing the five for 200. That's where I would like, all right? Here's where John Middleton has to come into play as a Philadelphia Phillies owner and where the, the buck has to stop. It's 117 days, John. This is what you need to do. And this is what I would do as the owner of any franchise in any sport. 
while dealing with any agent and or player. You go over to Scott Boris, because obviously you're not going to be able to talk to Bryce, but you could tell, you could say, you tell Bryce this, okay? We offered you 10 years, excess of $300 million. We offered you the contract you want. We give you the years. We gave you the money, okay? We have been more than patient, okay? I understand it's your job to create a bidding war and drive the dollars up on all teams, and we get it. That's how it all works. However, there's a limit to our patience. Our team is now in Clearwater. We're playing baseball right now. We have made, we've made the offer. We've extended the contract. If that contract is not signed by midnight tonight, it's no longer on the table, meaning we rescind the contract. The Phillies are now out of the Bryce Harper sweepstakes, and now you have one less team to leverage two other teams against because no one's offering $300 million, and no one's going to offer him $300 million now because we're the only ones offering him $300 million million of what he wants. So here's the options. Either Bryce Harper, A, signs that contract and becomes a Philadelphia Philly where we will embrace him and love to have him here for the next 10 years, or he doesn't, and this contract is null and void as of midnight tonight. Done. End of story. Done. You have to draw a line in the sand as an owner, okay, as a general manager, as an organization, to let these guys know you can't come in here and just, and just dangle the proverbial carrot in front of our faces for 117 days. It's almost four flipping months. How many months, Joe? Four. Four months of waiting. It's like taking a girl out, right? You've been on like 30 dates, and you're still not getting anything. And I'm not talking about like getting, you're just getting teased the entire time, right? And she's just weighing her options to see what else she can get from anyone else, right? At some point, you got to pull out, man. You got to say, you know what? I'm done. Here's the bottom line. You either like me or you don't. Here's the other thing. This is where the unpopular opinion comes into play. Everyone thinks that Bryce Harper, um, you know, he owes it to us to be here and come play here. Like, Philadelphia is supposed to be some wonderful place to play. To us, to the Philadelphia fan base, maybe, yes, it is. But the people outside of Philadelphia, is it really? Maybe Bryce Harper sitting there going, and this is what I would appreciate Bryce Harper to do, because if this was the absolute truth, this is what I would appreciate hearing from him. I would appreciate Bryce Harper to come out and say, I've reviewed the offer from the Philadelphia Phillies, and while monetarily speaking it is what I'm looking for, um, I just don't feel that, personally, I'm a good fit for Philadelphia. Uh, I, I'm looking at this as 10 years I have to spend here with my wife, and we're beginning to raise a family. And for me to make a long-term decade commitment to a place where I really doesn't, doesn't feel like home to myself nor my family, um, I don't think it's the best fit for us. Done. Maybe, you know, maybe he says he doesn't like the way the fan base is here. I mean, again, we, we as Philadelphia fans... We call ourselves the most passionate, the most knowledgeable, really like the most egotistical maniacs out there, okay? No, no one needs their ego struck more than the Philadelphia fan base, okay? Is it hard to believe that people that don't live here, that, haven't, that don't have a, a, a connection with the teams, any kind of investment with the teams, can, can think that, you know what, maybe Philadelphia's not a good place to play for me? You know, I ran into Ryan Howard down in Atlanta. I mean, in Atlanta during the Super Bowl, during Super Bowl 53. He's out there. He's pimping some, some stuff. And he's still got some ties with the Philadelphia area business-wise, right? 
So I go over and I introduce myself over to Ryan, and we're trying to get him on the Tony show. Right. Right. And I just, like I said, just in passing, I went over, I was talking to his handler, and I went over and said, hey, Ryan, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know, we curl from the Tony Bruno show. He goes, oh, yeah. I was like, listen, um, you know, we'd love to pop you on. We had a couple times before we were there in Philadelphia. He goes, yeah, you know what? He's like, I really feel like talking to anything Philadelphia-wise. You know, like, you're talking about a guy that we don't win a World Series without him, okay? We boot him off the freaking field. You're talking about a guy who tore his Achilles by busting out of a box on a ground ball that you knew he was he knew he was out on, yet he busted out of the box, right? This is the 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 guy that everyone wants, the the hustler, the 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 lunch pail guy, right? The right. blue collar worker type of player. That's not Bryce Harper. It's not. It's, it's not his game. And, and I, I don't th- and, and, and I know that we want him because we want to win, but Bryce Harper coming here doesn't ensure us that we're gonna win anything. It doesn't. It's just you're going out there and you're getting the big flashy name as of right now, right? A lot of other people, one of which being Doug, birthday boy over here. And we had a nice little pizza party for Doug earlier. It was nice. (laughs) Doug, I had to take care of you. I'm not going to buy you a cake because, you know, obviously we're not dating, but I'll buy you pizza. Now, sick with the pizza. And I don't sing. God damn it. But people over here might sing. You can sing these phone lines, too. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. A-Time will be joining us at 730. And you can join us at any time during this program. Also available on Facebook Live via the Funk and Fantasy Show. Now, there's not too many people watching right now because, again, the, the, the page is new. All right? The page. So whoever is watching, make sure you're sharing because sharing is caring. And we want your feedback here on the program. Also, follow along at Funk and Fantasy on Twitter. Hashtag Funk and Fantasy. Let us know um, any questions, concerns. Or fantasies that you, you know, I could help you out with. I don't know. Joe can probably help you too. But I'll do my best. Oh, yeah, that's all we ask, Joe. <laughs> so a lot of people are saying, let's hang on and let's wait for Mike Trout to become a free agent from Millville, New Jersey. Of course, he's going to come. He's going to come. He's going to. He's going to want to come and play here, right? He's coming home, right? No. What makes you think that Mike Trout just wants to come and play here? Because that's never been set in stone. You know what has been set in stone? This has been set in stone. Rigo Brony, who is the, uh, the, you know, one of the head trainer scouts for the Anaheim Angels, or as Tony would say, the Anaheim Disneyland adjacent Angels, he was on with us several months ago. And he says to us, Mike Trout is Mickey Mantle reincarnated without the drinking problem. Like, Do you understand? Mickey Mantle scored the highest possible scores you can get on the uh, you know that major league baseball test the something kind of like you know the the combine for fo- for football Mike Trout blew it away Mike Trout is the greatest baseball prospect and possibly ever in the history of major league baseball he is Mickey Mantle reincarnated was his words his exact quote you don't trade or let go of Mickey Mantle Anaheim will find a way to rename the state of California after Mike Trout before they let him leave. And why does he want to come play here anyway? He's got all the pressures of being in his backyard or whatever it is. He's got to come here, have all the distractions of all the people here. He's out there in Anaheim. People say, oh, well, he wants to win. Maybe he just wants to get paid. Remember, he's still a young guy. Guys don't really want to win, win until they're like 30-something, right? Trout right now wants to win the lottery. That's what he wants to win. And very well he should because guess what? When Mikey Boy comes up for, uh, for free agency, forget about 30, 35 million. 
We're looking at north of $45 million a year for these players. That's what it's going to look like. You're going to look at guys that are going to be paying. And I think that's the thing with, um, I believe that is what Scott Boris is trying to do right now. I think he's trying to get people to overpay now to drive this dollars up even more come two years from now. And you have to overpay now. So here's the question. If you're the owner, would you pay, like say, you know, right now he wants 30, 35 million for Harper, right? Would you pay 40? Would you overpay now knowing that if he has all these opt-out clauses in his contract, you know, like Machado has, that not only is he going to opt out of 35 million, he's going to opt in at around 50 million after five years. So, you know, I leave that question out there. Bryce Harper, is the juice worth the squeeze at this point? $117 million. I don't know. I mean, 117 days, $300 million. Again, you gotta you gotta go out there, you gotta draw a line in the sand, you gotta say, this is it, this is where we stay. You have till midnight tonight to sign the contract if it's not on my desk, or at least in route to. <laughs> at least in route. Yeah. Give me the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes she gets lost on the mail. If it's not in route to me, by the end of business or midnight tonight, the offer's off the contract. Good luck getting it from the Giants. Take whatever you can get from the Dodgers. Have a good life. We'll move forward. That's what I think. Joe, do you agree? I agree. You agree. Okay, you agree with that. Doug, how about you, Doug? I think you definitely need to um, stand your ground. You, at some point, right? Because what are you going to do? You're going to let these free agents come in here and just bully you around forever? And I, I get, like, this is the way the game works, right? It's the way, you, this is the way it's always been. doesn't have to stay that way. It shouldn't. Yeah, doesn't have to stay that way. You know, Michael Corleone had it in, in, in the Godfather 1, basically said, you know, how'd they get it done? You know, he wouldn't sign. He wouldn't sign. Well, eventually... You know, my dad goes over there and he has Luca Bryce say, listen, either your brains or your signature is going to be on a contract by the end of the day. One or the other, man. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not advocating to blow anyone's brains out, but I'm just saying that maybe a little bit of brute force could be used. Now, people are checking in on Facebook Live. I got people that are watching here, but I, it doesn't show that I, I don't know if people are still hanging in or if they were kicked off. I have no idea. Joe Quillen, I need your help with this for confirmation, please. Not the religious sacrament of confirmation, but just, you know, confirmation itself. Yeah, I, ju- I just have one person on there. I think that's me. Okay, I have no idea what's going on and why the show is not popping up for everyone else to see. But it is what it is. Now, I found some of the, the available Major League Baseball free agents that are still there. And, you know, pitchers-wise, right, Dallas Keuchel's out there. And that's the hot name. Now, as he lost a little bit, sure. You know, you're looking at a three-year deal comparable to what Arietta got, right? And you're going to pay a little bit more for him because obviously in year one, he's still going to be good. Not, and then you hope for year two, it's, he's still going to be a decent pitcher, 15 wins. And then by year three, it is what it is. And you hope you get 12 freaking wins out of that guy. But if everything goes south for the team this year, they don't get Harper, right? They, they just completely crap the bed. They just get out of the gate slow and just never catch up, right? And they're out of the hunt come trade deadline. And Dallas is pitching well. It's a hell of a valuable trade chip right there. You can get everything back for him right there, okay? Because some team that's in it, if he's pitching well, they're going to pick up that rest of that contract, and they're going to give you some young prospects that you need, all right? Personally, I'm putting all my chips on the fat man. I'm going Bartolo Colon. I want Bartolo Colon here, if nothing more other than just the, co- the comedic value that Bartolo Colon brings here. And our buddy Joe Rufino uh, at, Ruin to- at Ruin Tomorrow at- on-, on Twitter, he's a, he's a-, he's a Bartolo guy. Love Bartolo. You need to have that nice, that nice belly, you know what I mean, that's full of steroids and hot dogs. You need to have that on your team, all right? So I like Bartolo Colon, but here's a name that I found um, if you don't get Harper. And the name I found is Carlos Gonzalez, Cargo. 
from the, uh, the Colorado Rockies. So Gonzalez, 33 years old. Again, this is not for the long term. This is for the short term. If you want to get him for a year, probably be two years with an option for the second. You know what I mean? One of those kind of deals. But if you rescind that contract on Harper, and I'm be- John Milton, if you're listening, please just grow some freaking balls and re- just put the, put the damn contract on the table and force him to sign it. If he doesn't sign it, you walk away. Walk away from the table. Just get her done. That's right. Just get her done. And you go in, you go get Carlos Gonzalez, who last year, he only played 132 games, all right? But he batted 276, hit 16 home runs, hit 71 runs scored, 64 RBIs, but again, only 132 games. But he batted 276, which is right around his career average, okay? It's solid. It's a solid, yeah. it's a solid piece, right? Harper, last year, played 22 more games, played 159 games. I'm sorry, 27 more games, played 159 games. Batted 249. 34 home runs, so he hit 18 more home runs. But again, he played another 30, almost another 30 games, and he's also hitting in a not. He's he's in a, a much tougher lineup. You know, he's got guys around him that they got to pitch to Harper a little bit. Okay, 103 runs scored, first time again ever, 100 RBIs. Okay, first time in his career, he walked 130 times. 130 times, so his cardio is good. We all we all know his cardio is up, right? Because from all the walks. But I got to ask, I mean, if you're looking for just a one, for the one-year fix, I mean, Carlos Gonzalez makes a lot of sense here. It certainly is a cheaper option, It's too, a cheaper if you option. Can't get Harper. And pretty much once you, Harper, this fine decides where he wants to go, then all these free agents are out there. They're just going to be filling in teams. No, you're right. And my, my thing is, is that, again, you just have to make a stance as an organization – or as they say in hockey, hockey, or organization. Hockey. You have to make a stance and just say, this is where we are. Where are you at? Final answer. Done. It's necessary That's at it. this point. It's 117 days. And you're already in the spring training, too. 117 days, Douglas. for jobs. It's outrageous. What are you watching? What's on my TV? Jeopardy? Yes. Oh, this is like the champions, champions of the champions of tournament of champions right. of champions. Right. Frozen 16. Now, the, the one thing I'm worried about with Harper is the last four seasons he was... 300, then 250, then 300, then 250. There's no, there's no consistency in his batting average. Sure there is. One year it's 300, one year it's 250. <laughs> That's yeah. the consistency. Well, what are you, you talking about? You know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, speaking of consistency, Robert Kraft. Because this guy consistently going to get his, freaking, his, uh, his pecker played with over there, all right? <laughs> so here's the deal, unless you've been living under a rock, all right? So the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, he gets charged with soliciting a prostitute. Florida Spa, a few hours, just before the AFC Championship game mind. Now, again, he's got a lot of stress built up, right? Now, you think he's been to enough of these things. He's been to 10 of them, right? You think he'd have this thing down. He doesn't need to worry about it so much. But, again, he wanted to get a massage. Wanted to relax, right? Normal thing. Guys do that all the time, even ladies, right? It's Kraft, 77 years old. At that age, you got $6 billion. What else are you going to spend the money on, right? You got to relax. A lot of tension carrying that wallet, right? So... He goes into the, uh, to the spa, right? And they have uh, they got people in there that are thinking that they're soliciting prostitution out there in Orchids of Asia Day Spa. It's in Jupiter, Florida. Of course, Florida. Everything happens. Now, again. It's a Florida story. The AFC Championship yeah. game was in Kansas City. Yeah. So he took a private jet to Florida, to Jupiter, Florida, to get massaged, and then flew back to Kansas City. Now, now, listen, Bob. They have these type of places in Kansas City, too. 
I'm just saying you can get a massage in Kansas City if you want to. He could have gotten a you massage got a massage. plane, too. But again, he's a baller, and we got to let him do his thing. All right? So Robert Kraft goes over there, and he goes in there in the morning. <laughs> this is so bad. So he's, he's, he goes in there in the morning, and uh, he's face, and, and he goes to get a massage, right? And he leaves. He gets pulled over by the cops. Cops check his ID. Thinks nothing of it. Gets, comes out, gets in his white Bentley, goes on his merry old way. Just got his, you know, just got his bones smoked over there. He's, he's feeling good, right? He's feeling fine. Tom Brady's about to go over there, bend over to Kansas City Chiefs, go back to Super Bowl, right? Now, here's the kicker, and we're not talking Vinatieri. He goes back the next day, <laughs> the very next day, right, for a victory celebration, right? He needs a massage, right? He was up all night party, and. This is when the sting happens, okay? So, you know, cops bust in the door, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like him and, like, 25 other people in there. Now, they're looking at this, and they're going, the, the, the FBI has been in there investigating the sex trafficking that's going on in this place because they believe that some of the, the, the workers were living there. Sex trafficking is a very serious situation, okay? Robert Kraft was not part of the sex trafficking that happened. Okay, let's get that straight. This happens all over the world all the time. People go into these places and get this, these services done all the time. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's right. However, people want Robert Kraft to lose his franchise over this. Here's what the, 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 the penalty is in the state of Florida for this. People want him to lose the team over this. Under Florida law, the charge in a first-degree mis- first misdemeanor, which is what this is, is punishable by one year in jail, which no one does the jail time, a $5,000 civil penalty, which he has in his right shoe, okay, and a mandatory 100 hours of community service and educational program on the negative effects of prostitution and human trafficking. So you got to go to class and read some books, right? Mm-hmm. That's what everybody else does. Here's the reason why it's a story. $6 billion. It's because he's worth $6 billion. It's because it's Robert Kraft. If it was anybody else, if it was you, Doug, if this was your birthday, and I took you over to, you know, get you, get you taken care of over there, right, get you a massage. Yeah, I know a good place. No one would. I bet you do, Joe. No one would bat an eye, right? But it's the fact of who he is, and that's why. All right? That's the difference. Now, again, he was in there just kind of hanging out, doing his thing. All right? Funk and fantasy, because, you know, the ever-investigating journalist that we are here at this program, we were able to get microphones in the spa days before because we had a feeling something was going on anyway. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Maybe my boy Corrado was there, my man on the street. All right. He was there. But we have the tape of Robert Kraft and his buddy sitting there in that massage parlor just hanging out, lazy afternoon, right? And maybe it wasn't exactly Kraft who was – doing all the talking. Maybe he was pushed a little bit to, into, into this, like, you know, those aggressive sales reps. Where, you know what? Just, let's just go to the tape, and you can hear it for yourself, all right? Who's there? You party? Yeah, you we might party. When you are How much? Bed. $15? $15 for both of us. No, Robert Kraft, ever the negotiator. Ever the negotiator. you long time. Me so corny. She's pushing. $15 to buku. Five dollars each. Me sucky sucky. And me love you too much. These are aggressive sales tactics. Five dollars is all my mom allows me to spend. There's Rob being that cheeky selfie is. Ten dollars each. 
And then if she comes what down, you know what it is. Ten dollars. Everything you want. Everything. Everything. You keep playing. I gotta turn that down. Well, old buddy, playing. Feel like spending some of your hard-earned money? And there you have, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. And that's how it. That's how it all went down. I. I don't even blame Robert Kraft. What I do is I blame aggressive sales tactics by these people at these massage parlors. Again, they were just sitting there having an espresso, just hanging out, getting a foot rub or whatever it is, you know. And then, you know, it also says that Robert Kraft was seen on video handing out, handing her a $100 bill and another bill of a separate denomination, which they could not make out. But it is customary to tip, so I've heard. It's customary to tip in these places, all right? Straight cash, homie. They Always, man. You kidding me? Straight cash, homie. I'm not... Again, I'm not condoning any of this stuff. Sex trafficking is a very, very big deal. It's, a, it's, it's an epidemic that's worldwide. But people are treating Robert Kraft like he's over there shipping these women over by himself. He is guilty of what thousands of people are guilty of every single day in this country and around the world. And some of these judges and or politicians do on their lunch break who are over there casting stones at him. And all these people on social media doing the same exact thing. I guarantee you, you put him in a room, five out of ten have had that same exact conversation with a lady of basically the same exact uh, denomination as her. Okay, and, and some people think they're above the law. Yeah, but you know what, though? I, I don't think... <laughs> This isn't one of those things where Robert Kraft is saying he's above the law. I mean, he's going to, he's gonna, whatever penalty he faces for that misdemeanor charge, he's going to face. If it's a year in jail time, it's a year in jail. Now, the NFL wants to sit there and slap them with a, uh, wants to slap them with some sort of a, a penalty too. Yeah, but I, I don't really think it's the NFL's business. You know what I mean? That's just, well, that's just the way I feel, Doug. I just think it's going to be maybe a $5,000 fine. Maybe a slap on the wrist, sort of like on the legal side, but then the NFL probably give him some type of suspension. I don't that's know. All, that's what I think is going to happen. Well, let's let's see, let's see what uh, let's see what my man over here thinks is going to happen. Let's go, right now, I'm going to bring a guy on the uh, the incredible, the rhyme animal, the autonomous, my man Aton Shander. Aton, what's happening, Luigi? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you? You know, life is life is okay. I'm I'm breathing, I'm living, and uh, I don't have. You know what? Actually, I'm doing great today because ten days ago, the IRS cleaned out my bank account based off a clerical error in Connecticut in 2013, and I got my money back today. So oh, it's like I won the nice. lottery. Beautiful. Let's give you a royal round of applause. <laughs> Congratulations, man! Mom, let's talk to you, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I beat the IRS in uh, in state of Connecticut, and just by exposing them as as idiots, and it only took ten days to get all my money back. I'm pretty impressed. No, that's a good job out of you, man. Congratulations. I actually, uh, I had a small moral victory. I, I fought the PPA and won. How about that, Aton? I got a parking ticket removed. Oh, listen. Now that that is that's <laughs> great, and everybody can feel that victory. Seriously, anybody I that's ever dealt with the PPA. That, that's a communal victory right, that's right. there. I walked into the, I walked into the, to the PPA with physical evidence, pictures, documentation. I said, remove the ticket, and they said, right away, sir. They didn't even waste any time. They didn't even waste <laughs> any damn time. nothing better than that. So, you shove it right in their face. Goddamn right. Aton over here joining us. Now, this, this, is a, this is one of the hardest working men in show business right here. All right? Aton is, is this guy is the, a virtual switchblade. <laughs> cornucopia of hosts on so many different things. And uh, 
He's uh, he's alongside with Harry Mays on the Derail podcast. And uh, that air now, Aton, what day is that airing on, and where can they catch that show? By the way, um, we have it on ninety-seven-three-ESPN.com. We have it on the branded sports, and it's on iTunes. It's on the Google platforms as well. And we do it once a week, but it's going to be more consistent as far as the day is concerned. We usually have it Mondays where it drops every Tuesday, but we've got some stuff going on. Harry and I are coming on uh, doing some stuff in April. So we've kind of just moved around and the podcast kind of comes out when it does, but it's definitely once a week. Just unfortunate. I can't say every Tuesday right, right, right. Moment, but it's definitely once a week. No, that's, that's life in podcast world, man. It's always ever changing, right? You got to be, it's ebbs and flows of this thing. The, uh, now the thing I want to ask, try, man. Hey, you know? that's all we can do. Now, I'm glad you're calling. Well, you've got a consistent night and time. I do have. Well, you know, I'm you're doing well, it right. Well, I'm supposed to be on live every Tuesday. Just so happens I'm doing it Wednesday now too, because I'm also juggling working 80 hours a week doing everything else and still trying to make it in this business as it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, now, before now, I talked to you earlier in the day. You know, well, yesterday I talked to you, and then all of a sudden the news breaks today, which is huge news national wise for the for the NFL, is that the Eagles are letting Foles walk. They're not going to slap him with the franchise tag. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. Um, they're gonna let him go out there and venture out there in the free agency, and see what he can get for himself in the open market. And now I gotta ask, Aton, is this a mistake? Did they make a mistake? Hmm. Did they make a mistake by not trading him to Cleveland last offseason? Well, that's that's this is besides the point because that's that's absolutely correct. All right, they should have traded him last year because now they get nothing for him. They get absolutely nothing for him. But you just traded. Well, away. they'll get a third round pick. It'll just be for next year, right? But but as we can, but as we've known, they'll get a compensatory pick, right? So, but what's Howie going to do with that? Is he's proven not much? You know, I don't really trust Howie Rose well, with the draft. I, I think that I, it, it's it's. I get what you're saying, which is he walks for this year's draft, and you don't get anything for this year's draft. I think the biggest problem is maneuvering around the CBA, mm-hmm. in which Nick Foles might be looking and thinking, "Hey, wait a second. Or somebody else might look and drop a dime and say, wait a second, the Eagles illegally tagged him just to move him. But I think the bigger issue is if you're a team, why? If you're a team who could use Nick Foles and wants Nick Foles, Jacksonville, Washington, and you see that he's available, knowing that he's about to be available in the open market, you think to yourself, there's no way in hell that the open market will dictate that he'll get anywhere near what a franchise tag is. So no team, I, I don't think, in their right mind would trade for a guy who's about to hit free agency. So I think that's where I brought up last year with Cleveland, which is what would you really have gotten? Well, if you have traded Nick Foles for a second rounder for Cleveland, you wouldn't have to worry so much about when that pick comes in the year after. You would have had that second round pick last off season. You also would have had a full year to really gauge whether or not Nate Sutfeld, and I know this might sound trivial, but you would have had a really good idea of who your backup quarterback is in the capacity, mind you, of a guy who could stick around for a couple of years. Because clearly Nick Foles can't. So that's where I think that it's, it's a very valid question. And for somebody who was back then saying, yeah, let's trade Nick Foles and take full advantage of his value, knowing the sentimental stuff, putting that aside. I don't know if it's a mistake, but I still stand by they could have gotten a second-round pick from Cleveland 
and I would have been more than okay with that. I mean, hey, hey, they won, they beat Chicago. That's great. I'm, I'm really happy. But at the same time, from a business standpoint, that second round pick would have looked nice. Damn, and I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I just think that this has been one of the worst mishandlings of a player that I can remember. Because I mean, they, they literally. Like you said, that game against Chicago, you know, they win that game, right? Eh, it's nice. It's nice and all, but right. w- but what's best for business, right? What's best for business is trading him last year when he was at top of the market value and under control, and you get the known commodity of the second-round pick in this year, which you did need. And, again, you are able to evaluate Sudfeld going forward, which he's under control. And if you're going to sit there and tie your, tie your – uh, which call it? you know tie the wagon to Carson Wentz going for because he is your franchise quarterback. Me personally, I came up with the, I I had the very unpopular opinion two years ago about trading Carson, and then all of a sudden it started to run, people started to run with it. Now I know it's crazy, but again, if you look at it for what's best for business, though, Aton, think about it this way though, you know, in the next five years, if right. you were to sign both of these quarterbacks to a five year contract, right, and you were to win one Super Bowl in the next five years, it would make more sense to win it with Nick Foles from a business standpoint as opposed to Carson Wentz, because, again, less money gives you more maneuver, uh, what you call it, gives you more, more mobility as far as uh, draft picks coming back for Carson, and you get to fill a lot of problems and a lot of holes that you have. Don't forget, you have a huge hole at left tackle. We need two linebackers, minimum. You have no running back. What's Carson going to do here in five years? That's the well, way I look here's at the it. Here's the thing. Well, five years is a Five years, you'll be talking about his next contract. Correct. By then. Correct, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were able to, if you were able to last year, right? If you were able to take that, if you were to take Carson last year and trade him, Carson could have been Saquon Barkley. That's a positive. Well, yeah, strong, but the idea is that Carson wasn't going to get hurt last year. Yeah, right? but, but that's the thing. But that's the reason why everyone was saying to keep to keep Nick Foles, though, wasn't it, Aton? Because what if Carson Wentz gets hurt, and if he did. For the people that wanted to keep Nick Foles, yes, but I, I looked at it like the, hey, we got to keep Jaleel Okafor in case Joel Embiid <laughs> goes down. Right. And, and, I, and I think that there's a close, maybe that's unfair because Foles played much better than Okafor did, but I, I didn't look at it like an equal replacement. I just thought that you're going to have to move on with one quarterback, and if I can get a rookie quarterback, basically a guy in his rookie deal, then I'd still do that. Now, I think the unfortunate reality is they're going to pay Carson Wentz before the start of the season I agree. in going into the last year. But they could have, like, you want to talk business decision, and this is what I would be on board with, which is kind of maybe meeting you halfway and saying, all right, well, listen, we're going to keep Carson Wentz, but we're going to go to him and say, hey, you're not going to get your extension. You're going to get your extension after this year. We're going to get one more real year of your rookie contract and being able to go out there, and if that's bringing in Bell, Brown, or anybody else mm-hmm. that's crazy with the amount of money that it would cost to do that, then we can now do that since you're not taking big money. And I think that's fair because the guy has been hurt two of his three years, and there's something to that. Now, personally, I don't think it's going to happen because Carson Wentz is already going to throw a stink, and we've seen how – He's reacted to some other things around there, but I think that that could be, or that should be at least a viable solution where it's like, hey, listen, we didn't trade you. Nick Foles is gone, but you need to come back if you're Carson and meet us and say, all right, I'll pass off on the extension until 
next year and get one full off season of last big splash money. And, you know, they may do that this year and then sign him before the season starts. But still, you're talking about one off season. Like, that's it. They, they only have one off season right now. And I guess with Nick, they wouldn't have had that this off season. So maybe that's the difference is the Eagles tried to cheat and say, why don't we just try to get one more cheap off season as opposed to none? Yeah, okay, and we're talking, to, we're talking with Aton Shander here. I, I, listen, I, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I, I really don't, and I, I'm, I'm on board with it. My, my only thing is, is that, and again, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, uh, this is, I'm being the, the, the ever negative person here, okay? The what if, <laughs> the, the, like, seriously, like, you're talking about the offseason thing, like, what if, what if, what if Wentz gets hurt again? I mean, at what point do you sit there and go, well, I can't extend him. I can't. I can't. I can't extend a guy who's been hurt three years in a row and has missed the better part of a freaking season. I, I, I mean, at what point do you go, I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze here with this guy. I, I just don't know if it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it with either one of them, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, if you look at sustainability and if you look at the – like, there's nothing better in the NFL. There's nothing better in professional sports than a quarterback who can play the game that's on his rookie deal. Yes. And that's just gold. And when you start having to pay these guys, you get screwed because we've seen this so many times. Matthew Stafford, Tony Romo, these, these guys are raising the ball, oh, the most money ever. And you're like, what, what? I know. Wait, Matthew Stafford got that much money? And you know, it just keeps going and keeps going. I remember, I mean, I, I, I don't, can't imagine anybody's going to pay him anymore, but even Andy Dalton, like these guys were signing big contracts because it's the demand of it. So I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if, if we have the answer yet, but I can tell you this in three years, if we look back and Wentz has been hurt two of those three years, then there's going to be a lot more validity to what you're saying now. I, you know, I'll definitely give in to that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, you know, I have to wait and see with that. And, it's, and speaking of waiting and seeing 117 days now, Aton. Day 117, Bryce Harper watch. All right, now, <laughs> I've, uh, I, I equate this, you know, Panda watch is, was, was actually better than Bryce Harper watch. Remember Panda watch from Anchorman? Yeah, is this really 117? This is, is day 117. Actual clock? This is day 117. Okay, I'm afraid to with this. Now, I gave, I gave some, some opinions in the, in the start of the show on how I would handle this if I'm Middleton, okay? Because... At some point, you got to draw a line in the Santa's organization and say, okay, enough is enough. We've been patient. We've been more than patient. We've offered you more money than anyone. We offered you the years you want, the terms you want. We've sitting there. We've, we've, we've wined and dined you. We've showed you around everything. We're, we've come to you. We've done everything you want to do. We've helped drive the price up using two other teams. Here's the deal. You either sign this contract by midnight tonight or it's off the table. That's it. And then you, if you can get this money from the Giants and have them pay the absorbent amount of uh, luxury tax money, God bless. If the Dodgers want to pony up the money but not the years, go get it. But the $300 million-plus from the Philadelphia Phillies in this 10-year contract that's guaranteed is off the table midnight tonight. Sign or move on. Done. And if they— Listen, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, you got to—I mean, you have—you got to—I mean, you got to—seriously, as an owner— you got you to balls up a little bit here, and you got to say, look, man, you can't sit there and just keep dangling this carrot in front of our face and let us, you know, you're using the Phillies to drive up the money and getting the Giants involved now and everything like that. Well, guess what? When you remove that, three, that $300 million, it's no longer there. 
So no one's going to give it to you. Now you only got two teams bidding for you. That's it. I mean, yeah, you got. And that's you, the game. That's the game that they're playing. Right. right? So, so I mean, that's that's essentially the, the game. There are two games of chicken. Yep. Right now, there's like a bigger game of chicken. It's like the Russian dolls, where there's you know, <laughs> exactly. a doll. Yeah. And a doll. It's like a chicken game within a chicken game right now, man. You know, there's there's the actual game of chicken, which is Boris and the Phillies and and the Giants and the Dodgers, in which teams are being pitted against each other. And then there's also the Phillies game of chicken, in which they're basically pitting themselves against each other, which is your scenario, which is, hey, do we blackmail or not blackmail? Do we put an ultimatum? on Boris and Harper, like you say, and I agree, like at some point they, they should do something like that. But then it's like, well, are, are we really in play or are we just somebody that, as you laid out, and I believe there's a lot to it, just driving this up? I mean, listen, Smash Mouth. Exactly. And, and influenced the, the freaking Giants and, and what they're doing. But the reality is, is that this is not a 117 to 118 day process with Boris Harper and the Phillies. And you don't now have the Dodgers and giants in this for a reason. So that's, what's been going on is the Phillies are dealing with this internally. Like, Hmm, is this being dragged out because they have legit interest and they're just trying to squeeze some money, which we can continue to deal with their nonsense. Or are we just a pawn? And we're just here to try to drive money and interest up from other teams. And at that point, I think you're right. You do hit them with the ultimatum. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the smaller game of chicken that they're playing as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, the game of the agent and the, and the, and the owner and the, and, the, and the general manager has been going on forever. We all know how it works, right? We all, we all know exactly how that works. You pin one team against the other. You create the bidding war because it's the agent's job to get as much money as possible for the player. And that's fine. Boris is doing what he's supposed to, be, right. what he's supposed to do. And Harper, again, is sitting back, and he's just waiting to tell he's, – he's doing what the agents tell him to do. And that's fine. I don't blame either one of them for doing their job. Who I blame is Middleton because he's got to step in. Again, you're at the poker table of life here, and you keep getting pushed around. Eventually, you got to make a move yourself, and you got to sit there and push your chips in and go, look, I raise, man. This is where I'm at. Show me your cards. We're done here. Either shit or get off the pot because we're not going to allow every single free agent to come in here and do this. Thing? What's that? I mean, do you think that's a 375, 300? I mean, I, I, I don't no, know. No, 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 I don't think – I'm not going another penny more. That's it because I guarantee you I – would, I would call Boris. I would say, listen, I guarantee you I know that no one's offering you the money that the Philadelphia Phillies organization is offering you today. That money is available today. Tomorrow it's not. And if you can get it elsewhere, then we here in Philadelphia, we wish you all the luck in the world, Bryce. I hope you can get it. But guess what? It's not coming out of my pocket because the offer's gone tomorrow. Talk to your client. Get back to me. Good night. That's it. Done. Done. I understand waiting a month. 117 days? That's like a freaking trimester in a pregnancy, man. It's like to buy now in eBay. Correct. You know, just get it done. Sit through this damn auction. For what? At, that's, that's the way. Just that's lock the, it up. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I think that there's something to it. And, and I think that at this point, John Middleton has to find a way to throw back the pressure and gain some sort of leverage back 
in this conversation. And I don't know. I don't know what the hell Smash Mouth knows. And I don't know how they jumped into this the whole why, thing. Man. But the Giants appear to be players right now to the point of matching long-term deals. And you're, yeah, I agree in, in that sense, which Middleton, if risking it in the sense of, hey, another team's going to throw out 10 years, 350, whatever they be, God bless you. But at the same time, there has to be some sort of there has to be some sort of leverage retained yes. by Middleton in this conversation with Boris and Harper. And I don't know at this point if they can get that because of the Giants now jumping in more. It's one thing if it was just the one team, Dodgers, then you get that okay, well the short term offer and that kind of resetting some things, meaning other teams might jump in on the short term, but now that you have the Giants matching it from a long-term perspective, that is, at the very least, it's troublesome. It's very troublesome. And it also might come down to this. And there's another unpopular opinion that I gave out there. It might come down to the fact that Bryce just doesn't want to play for Philadelphia. Now, if that's the case, now, again, us, you know, you know we here in Philadelphia being, you know, being natives here and, and we're, we're fans of the team, you know, we all feel that why would you not want to play here? Why would you not want to be a Philadelphia Philly, right? Again, right. Bryce Harper's not from the, he's not from here, okay? He has an outside perspective, okay? I, I would appreciate it. I mean, he doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to say this, but it would be great for him to say, you know what? I've looked at it, and me making a 10-year commitment to the Philadelphia Phillies is me making a 10-year commitment as a, as a husband with my wife and potentially raising a family here for 10 years. And to be honest with you, the city just really isn't a fit for us. Uh, I don't see myself fitting in with the fan base and – playing here for the next 10 years of my life and I'm just going to choose to play elsewhere. And that's fine. But just say something like that and just say, you know what? Philly's just not my town. That's okay. Because we don't have to, like, again, as much as we may want to believe that we're so great to the outside, we're not. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just say that, though. It's okay. I mean, every fan base has their, has their, uh, their good and bad, right? Everyone has their ego, their ego-driven fans. They have their their narcissistic fans. They have everything. We're not the only, we're not the only exception to the world. Okay, it just seems that way because we just won the damn Super Bowl and right. let everyone know it for seven months in a row. It's <laughs> the outside looking in. You know, maybe we're not the best place in the world to play. I mean, we're the same. We're the same team. We're the same town who booed Ryan Howard. I mean, we don't win a World Series without Ryan Howard. We don't. Right. And we booed. Right. Maybe Bryce is looking at that, going, you know. I'm not going to sit here and play this. What, 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 they're going to love me for the first three years, and then I'm going to sit here and spend seven years of hell? No, I'm not doing it. There's a good chance I might play into it too, man. Yeah. Right. Right. I know, I know. Right. It's, I, I know. Agree. It's unpopular. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying that maybe it's got to be a reality that maybe Philadelphia isn't exactly the landing spot for a lot of these free agents that, you know, that, that we may like to believe that it is. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, it, I mean, outside of the NFL, it, it really isn't. Correct. When you look at the big names that are available in free agency, especially in the NBA, but I think that there's something to that in, in baseball as well. And I know Cliff Lee, and we have that. We still hold on to it. Sure. But this is a big test, I think, for the Phillies as well, because it's one thing to announce, hey, we're going to spend money and we're ready to spend stupid money. It's another thing for the sport itself to respond to that it's right because you can put a sign out and say open for business but that doesn't mean you're going to get business 
So for them to land a big name free agency outside of, you know, bigger than Carlos Santana, we're talking about Bryce Harper here, mm-hmm. and not a trade like they did for Real Muto, but I'm saying like legit somebody signing under their own will, then I think that there there has been something to that for a little bit. And, and you're not crazy or, or contrarian or negative or anything like that to bring that up because I think that it's, it's real. It's, it's a real issue. And it's always been why teams should be more aggressive in the trading markets than they should be in the free agency market. And it's something that, you know, and, and I know that there's still a lot of time to be left and, and to see how it goes, but Jimmy Butler's not coming here under his own free will. Now he, he's, he could stay here once you bring him in, but that's the whole thing about bringing players in is, you may not be able to sell the city and the experience of the city in a free agency standpoint, but if you trade for somebody and you kind of force them in here, then all of a sudden they understand they can appreciate the city a little bit better. But from the outside, Bryce Harper is looking at it and thinking, all right, well, there's some other options in LA and San Francisco are much closer to home. Now I, I have been wrestling with this a little bit back and forth as well, because I do think that there's, there's validity to, this city being much less of an appeal than LA and San Francisco at the same time. I don't know if it's, he, he would not play here or reluctantly play here. I feel like if you're going to have a team like Philadelphia, who's involved in this, even if it's just to drive up some sort of contract or some sort of interest with another team, you better pick a team that you're willing to, go back or, or play with if your bluff gets called. So I, I don't know. I, I think that there is, there's definitely a history that will show you that the majority of teams year in and year out outside the Eagles have struggled with landing big name free agents. In this case, I think it's clear that Philadelphia is three of three in those three teams that have been mentioned, which is LA San Fran and Philadelphia. I, I listen. I don't know how Philly gets by that. The Knicks are always going to be in play for a big name free agent because they're New York. Exactly. Same thing with Miami. Same thing with L.A. The freaking Clippers I know. are always going to be in play because if they have money, they're in L.A. And and that's just so you trade around it, right? I mean, that's that's what I think you do is if it's the Yankees, the Cubs, if you're dealing with the Dodgers, now the Giants you trade around it and, and maybe that could have, and, and listen, I don't want to rewrite history and, and say they made a mistake by not trading for Manny Machado, but this is why it gives you an opportunity to keep somebody as opposed to lose out to that same player that you were clearly interested in in free agency to San Diego. Well, Aton Shander, he's someone we want to keep around. We definitely don't want to lose him to San Diego. Uh, Aton, well, unless you get an offer from San Diego, then it's adios, amigo. I'll, I'll, I'll go to San Diego any day of the week. You could trade me for a bag of balls to San Diego. Are you kidding me? It's paradise out I, there. I know, Petco it Park, baby. freaking paradise. Go to the Gaslight District, light it up all day long, my brother. Aton, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. I appreciate it. Um, Aton Shander, everybody, let's give him more round of applause on the way out. Aton, I will talk to you soon, my brother, and um, good luck with everything. We'll make sure you check him out. Derail you- Podcast, Branded Sports. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, Have Aton. A great night. You too, buddy. Okay. Well, Aton was letting it rock and roll there for a while, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And he was saying a lot of valid things. And again, 
he makes the point where, again, it's, it's Philadelphia, as big of a marketplace that it really is, it's always going to be playing second, third fiddle, um, fourth fiddle to some of these, these other places because they're just, they're just better landing spots. They're nicer places to be. Let's be real. It just really is. It's the truth. You know? Really I mean, is. look, let's just say you're, uh, look, you're, you're Kevin Durant. Right? You're Kevin Durant, and you got a choice. The Knicks or the Sixers? It's the Knicks, man. It's the Garden. Definitely. You know, it's the Garden. That's just the way it is. And speaking of NBA free agents, I got a few people here. I got some free agents, some NBA veteran free agents that are still hanging around, kind of sitting on the bench doing nothing kind of a thing. Because our team, our town, our Sixers, they got problems, all right? Bobanovich is down. Fork on Korkmaz. He's out. See you later. It's actually a good thing he's out because now instead of Korkmaz, they got to play Jonah Bolden a little bit, all right? But here's a few free agents that are still hanging around that the Sixers could use on the bench because they have no bench. Whoever thinks this team is going anywhere to contend for an Easter Conference final, let alone a freaking final, okay, with five guys and T.J. McConnell <laughs> is, uh, is out of their mind, all right? So let me give you some of these names. Give me the big one right off the bat. Carmelo Anthony. Can't play a lick of defense. He hasn't done anything in four months. Let go by the Rockets. Carmelo's got anything left. Spot-up shooter. Can knock it down for you still. He's got no legs. I mean, he's got two legs, but they don't really work anymore. Joe Quillen, you got any interest in Carmelo on this team? Even give you 10, 15 minutes off the bench? I, I have no interest in Carmelo. No interest in Car- okay. I, I think he's done. All right, how about Nick? How about Swaggy P? How about Nick Young? All right, who was with Denver earlier in the year because they had a problem with their backcourt, and now they got everybody healthy again with Malik Beasley and Tim Craig and uh, Monte Morris and Gary Harris is back, and every, everybody's good now, right? And Will Barton's back. So Nick Young, three-point shooter, scorer off the bench. Swaggy P doing anything for you? Maybe a ten-day contract. I don't know, a ten-day kind. This guy, you need him on your bench. You need a yeah, score. You can kick. You like the you like Nick him. Young. All you right. can kick the wheels with him. How about Marcin Gortat? Now we have nothing backing up Joe Allen because as much as people love Boban, he stinks. He sucks. Seriously, he sucks. And the only guy who sucks worse than Boban is Gortat because Gortat was starting over there in L.A. and he was giving up minutes to Boban, and now they don't even have a center. The Clippers don't even have a center. They're playing Marzell Harris at center. And Gortat's out there playing. Now, would you sign Gortat as a backup to Embiid? In, it, with the situation, with the injury situation right now, he may be worth a 10-day contract. Gortat works, right? I'm not talking about 10-day. I'm talking about guys you're going to sign for the playoff run. No more 10-day contracts. No Corey Brewer. No 10-day contract. Do you want Gortat on a goddamn bench? Because you got to find three guys in this free agent wire right here. I'm going to give you – you got to pick three guys off this list that are going to help this team come, fa- come playoff time. Is, does Gortat make the cut? I say he would have to because you have a, you, a need you, to fill. You need a with body. Injuries. I would hold on to that until I get to the rest of these names. Next one being Greg Monroe, who's been in more NBA freaking – dude, that guy's been in more NBA locker rooms than the Kardashians combined. Seriously, Greg Monroe. I like Monroe. I like Greg right. Monroe. He's a good backup center. High, listen, man. Hell of a rebounder, good offensive rebounder, can score the basketball a little bit for you. Again, you're looking to play 14 to 16 minutes off, nothing crazy. But I like Greg Monroe. All right, so let's put that name on the list. I would too. How about Milos Teodisk? He's a former Clipper guard. Didn't really work out there for him, for Milos. 
We all remember Milos from, from Seinfeld fame, okay? Tennis player. Now, Milos, he's just kind of hanging. He's a Euro guard. He's like a poor man's, poor man's, poor man's Steve Nash is what I would put it. Just the hair basically makes him look like Steve Nash. He doesn't really do anything. Ben McLemore, all right? He couldn't cut it out there in, um, in Sacramento because, I mean, obviously, they make the trade for Buddy Heald. Bogdanovich is playing out. You know, he's, he's up for six man of the year. There's no real room for him. DeAndre Fox out there at the point guard. So there's nowhere really to play Ben McLemore as it is. He went over to Memphis for a little while. He got released from there. Ben McLemore is a scorer. Does he do anything for you? Former first-round bust? Might be, might be worth might be worth What is it? You give me nothing, dude. Seriously. Yeah. Every time you talk, Joe. We have options. Every time you talk. This is, this is all I think about. Dynamite drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off. How about Joe Johnson, who turns 179 years old in May? All right, he's going to turn 179 years old this year. Um, that Joe Johnson from the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, listen. Wow. Joe Johnson has th- he signed three $100 million contracts. Three separate $100 million contracts. I'll give you a million dollars if you tell me the other guy. I couldn't. A million bucks to tell you the other guy. Give you 30 seconds while you're thinking about that. I'm going to move on to the next guy. This is the guy that I want. Zach Randolph, who hasn't played a minute for the Kings. Zebo, get your buckets. I want Zach Randolph to come in here and just prove and just be able to play the four and the five for this team off the bench. Give me 20 minutes. Zach Randolph can double double for you in 20 minutes, and he can shoot the basketball from outside. He I has, love Zach Randolph. He's on the list. I love Zach Randolph. Used to do the deal drop. Jason Terry, who brings another headband to the starting lineup, if you were to bring him here. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's 56 years old, Jason Terry. And then Brandon Wright was another serviceable big, but again, you know, he was at the Rockets, injuries, all that stuff like that. So we got to pick three names off of this list to be on your team, your town, your 76ers, who would help more. Joe, your 30 seconds is up. Can you name that person? Carmelo Anthony. You're wrong, sir. It's Rashard Lewis. Oh, well. <laughs> Rashard Lewis. James Dolan says, I thought Ben McLemore was going to be a good pro. I was very wrong. Unfortunately, so were the Sacramento Kings. All right. If I'm the Sixers, I'm making a play for these guys. Here we go. I'm making a play for Zach Randolph because you need another big. I'm going to get Joe Johnson because you want to know what he can do? Score. Joe Johnson can score. Absolutely. I need a guy to come off the bench for 14 minutes or so and score the damn basketball. I also, I'm going to get Nick Young because Nick Young can get streaky for you. And again, play 12, 15 minutes for you, but he can score 10 to 12 points. Here's the thing. You got to bring in guys who can score in the second unit because if not, defenses just collapse on these guys, right? Like, again, um, I'm not... <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't want to not say, like, Melo's got nothing. Like, I, I know Melo's old, but he can score, right? But you can't just bring Melo along by himself. you got to add something to it. Like, if you bring Carmelo Anthony and Zach Randolph on the team, right, and you got a little inside-out game going, you know what I mean? And they say, like, Carmelo's a black hole. Once the ball gets in there, it doesn't come back out, right? That's fine. He can shoot the ball all he wants. But you got to have another offensive threat on the court with him at the same time. Here's the thing. The Sixers don't have another offensive threat on the court at all once anyone from the starting five sits down, okay? They don't have anything. So they got to make a move, not just one move. 
not just two moves. I just see the Sixers needing to make three moves and revamp the entire bench. That's just my thoughts, all right? That's, that's what I think. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. Joe, why don't you check Twitter, see what's going on over there, if anybody's hashtagging the show or what's happening. Again, it's a slow night over here. We're on a Wednesday night. We're normally here on Tuesday. People don't even know that we're on right now, but they'll be able to download the show tomorrow. We post everything, and you can listen to it for your, uh, your enjoyment. The dumpster fire, which is this damn program. Now, oh, I was telling these guys earlier, I was looking at, I was watching on a, a yeah, I was at work. I was watching TV at work. Whatever, sue me. I was watching Creative Homes, right? Mm-hmm. And this one guy who's an artist, this guy, <laughs> spends nine months of the year in California. He actually spends it in San Diego. And he lives in a, in a he's an artist. He lives in a, a fantastic house with his family. But for three months out of the year, he spends it in New York, living in what? A dumpster. <laughs> he took $5,000 and he turned a dumpster into a one-man apartment. It's got a range. It's got a fi- it's got a freaking uh, uh, a microwave oven. It's got TV. It's got a bed. It's got a shower, but the shower is on the outside of the dumpster. It's got vent systems that go out. It's got a hydraulic system that lifts up. So he's got like two windows that look out. That can look out. He's got a. Um, it's like a bin with like with uh, with chilled ice, so he can like store perishables and things like that. It, it's the most amazing thing. This guy lives there, on you know he lives there willingly, three months out of the year. In a dumpster. There's people in New York who have to live in a dumpster 12 months out of the year, and they don't have these amenities. This guy's completely – you got to check it out, man. Creative Homes, this guy turned a dumpster into a house, all right? And we turned a dumpster into a show. So I just I have a connection with this guy. i got to try to get him on. I have to. you got to, definitely. James Dolan checking says, what is this BS on my TV? Now, my TV is on right now. In the background, and Joe Quill—I mean, uh, uh, Doug's over there sitting on the on Curto's couch, and he's hanging out. He's watching TV. What the hell are we watching? What is this? Um, is the Goldbergs? This is the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs are on. Yeah. What happened to Will? Oh, Will Fortune's Will over, Fortune's right? Oh, Will Fortune's over. I'm sorry, Will yeah. Fortune's over. They had the wives and girlfriends on there earlier. I was I, I, all I can say is thank God you didn't put porn on because that would have been a little <laughs> awkward for people. I, actually, my viewership would probably go through the roof right now if I could get that going. Robert Kraft would appreciate probably. Well, speaking of people who appreciate. Boy, Catfish Charlie, we appreciate him. Is Charlie calling in with the Tuesday 10, Charles? You fellas, what's up? What's up, Chuck? Hey, How man. are you? Charles? I'm uh, pretty good. We just had the last uh, practice of the season. I got a uh, pretty sweet phone call about a job possibility. And, uh, nice. I don't know. See, Charlie. I like to say that the, uh, the glass is half full, man. Beautiful, this man. Is half full. Beautiful. I'm happy nice. for you, man. <laughs> See, Charlie teaches wrestling, so we actually have tape of Charlie right here. Joey, have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? So these are the kind of talks that Charlie has with his kids during the day uh, to get them ready for wrestling practice, things like that. But he's Dr. Catfish Charlie. He calls in every single week. Gives us two. He gives us the Tuesday ten. This week it's happening on the Wednesday. Charles, put your damn seatbelt on. Yes, sir. Or shut the door. Or shut the door. What's that? Put the seatbelt on. Or shut the goddamn door. Ow. All this damn beeping going uh, on back there. He calls us in every single week with his, with, his, with his 10 questions. We have no idea what the hell they are. Hell, Charlie has no idea what the hell they are. He wakes up during the day, and he just comes up with them as, during the course of his day. He gives them to us. We answer them the best we can. And here you have it, the Tuesday 10 on a Wednesday. Charles, take it away. All right. Who's more likely to resurface in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick or Johnny Football? So Manziel gets abolished from this. He got kicked out of Canada. Nobody gets kicked out of Canada. <laughs> How the hell do you do that? Um, 
you know what, man? I got to say neither. I, I don't think either one of them's ever coming back. I, I, and I know you say the most likely. Mm-hmm. Man. You there still? Believe it or not. Yeah, I'm here, Charles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, I'm going to say Johnny Football. I'm going to say Manziel has a really? better chance. Yes. And here's the reason why. Manziel never sued the league. Manziel didn't take knees. Manziel didn't, didn't go against the, the good old boys club. You know, Manziel didn't do any of that. Manziel didn't break any rules except for the fact that he just, yeah, man, he liked the party. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it, you know. That's his thing. And um, I don't think either one, obviously not either one's coming back, but if, if I was going to put my money on one, I'd bet on Manziel. Damn. Next question. Wow. All right, next question. What do you do when a salesman is trying to sell you what you do not need? What do I do when a salesman is um, trying to sell me something that I don't need? Uh, yes. I usually give him this. Like my asshole. How about that? <laughs> that's, usually what, that's usually my response. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Joe? What do you, what do, you do? I say... I, I usually when they come up to me, I just say, "Oh, I'm just looking." I'm just looking. Yeah. So you're just a lawyer. That's what you do. You just we just loiter around. You don't really exactly. buy anything. Exactly. Right. Well, I do buy stuff. What about you, Doug? It's your birthday. Prank them. You prank them. Yeah, you can do that. What are you gonna prank a salesman for? Because it's fun. He's trying to make his <laughs> nut for the month, and you're over there giving him a hard time. <laughs> I didn't ask to be sold. You walked into the store. You asked to be sold. That's exactly what happened. Actually, you know what? I actually have tape of, of, a, of, of the way a salesman should handle someone like Doug who walks in there and wants to prank somebody. Look at the size of that trunk. You could put three bodies in there. Just kidding. Just trying to levitate the situation. Okay, thank you. We appreciate it. Sure, sure. Hey, what kind of car do you drive anyway? Uh, it's a Lexus 430 uh, LS. That's like a... Toyota. It's a Lexus. Yeah, Toyota, Lexus, same thing. Japanese, right? Let's not forget Pearl Harbor. Anyway, let's get serious. You want to buy this car what? Yay or nay? Well, I don't know. We have to think about it. Yeah. What's there to think about? I mean, you told me you liked it. You asked me 10,000 questions. I answered every single one of them. You drove it. You love it. What more do you need to know? Uh, you know, it's a lot of money, and uh, we just need the time to consider it. Consider it? Yeah. Well, why don't you consider this? You've been breaking my balls for about an hour, asking me about every goddamn accessory in this car. Look, what about the light? What about this? You cannot talk this? to customers like that. You're not a customer as far as I'm concerned. You want to buy the car or not? Not from you. I want to see the manager. You want to see the manager? Yeah. Yeah? I'll show you the manager. Here's the manager. Right here. Here's the manager. Come on. You want to talk to him? What should I do? Throw him out! You hear him? He just said throw him out. He's the boss. What should I get? Tell him to get a Honda! Hey, he just said it. He's the boss. That's, what, that's the kind of sales rep that I want to see. That's the kind of salesmanship that I want to see out of my employees if I was running that kind of a dealership. I thought you were looking live into the Boris Milton negotiations. No, 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 no. Exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what that is right there. Charles, we still got you, man. You're over there. You're so quiet. I'm, I'm here. Well, breathe or something, man. I'm worried about you. I don't hear you. Oh, I'll start breathing into the phone. Or up in the car door. <sighs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. Next question. Are we ready for the next one? Yes. All right. Number number three. What's the worst thing that you would lose if your phone took a shit? 
The worst thing I would lose if my phone took a shit. Ah. Uh, what's the worst thing I would lose? Honestly, you know, I'm kind of hoping my phone does take a shit, to be honest with you, <laughs> at this point. Um, you know, I, I guess having to, like, just redo all my bank, my online banking information... Because I have, like, all that stuff set up through the phone. Like, everything's just done through the app kind of a thing. That would probably be the biggest pain in the ass, I would say. Other than that, man. Yeah. I don't know. But, and my contacts. I only talk to, like, seven people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got 3,000 phone numbers on my phone. I only really want to talk to about seven people during the course of my day. Eight if you count YouTube. <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear, I hear that. All what about you, well. Chuck? How about you, Joe? Uh, I I would say definitely all my apps with the financial stuff and also all my music that I have on there. And we got people checking in right now saying their pictures. Like, their pictures would be horrible, right? Yeah, but the pictures, get, they get backed up to the cloud, right? I mean, they go up in the cloud and you can just pull them up online, right? You have to upload them. You got to upload them. Dude, my mom never updated her phone to the cloud. No. Oh, Chuck, I, I hate I hate, and, the, oh, I, Chuck, I, I hate to do it. I, I hate to do it. I hate to do it. Bit of that man, yo. But guess what? I took it. I took a like a hissy fit in the uh, Apple Store because they were just trying to sell me a new phone. I'm like, listen, I got to get the stuff off that damn phone, whether you like it or not. I am put a pissed damn off. In the damn thing. That's right. I have a phone. Guess what? Guess what it was? What was it? They they put a battery in the damn thing and it turned on. Would you look at that, man? So I got a, I got a, a fought a, me for two hours. All right. So, so here's, so I have a, I have a, an older iPhone, a very old iPhone, right? Like a first, second generation. I don't know. So mm -hmm. <laughs> on this phone, which cannot turn on anymore because the button just doesn't work. I don't know. I've took it to the store. They, they can't get it done. There is one picture on this phone that if I could get back, I'd pay any amount of money for. It's the greatest picture of me you will ever see in your entire life. I am hanging on a pole, hanging on a pole, with frosted mm -hmm. white hair, <laughs> like Billy Idol, okay? Up in the air. We're talking 2001, <laughs> circa 2001, right? Gold chain hanging, bottle of Zima in the other, <laughs> all right? And I am white girl wasted, mm -hmm. but I got the look of Zoolander on my face, completely just out of control. <laughs> it is the greatest photograph of myself that is, has ever been taken, and I can't get it off the phone. I have no way to turn the phone back on. I don't know if I could take it to, I don't know if I could take it to Apple and they can like open it up and just take apart the guts or whatever it is. You know, maybe get some of the people over there at the Genius Bar to figure this shit out. You got a guy? I got a guy. He's out of Ridley. I'll take care of that. All right. If he can get this thing turned on, I'll take care of him. Sounds good to me, man. Next question, Chuck. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, All right. Should the NFL be penalizing the Patriots for Robert Kraft's fillet gate? Nope. Nope. This didn't ha No. Didn't happen on company time. What did he do? What did he do? He did nothing. He did nothing. He got a blowjob on company time, man. So did Bill Clinton. It was during the AFC Championship game, allegedly. No, before. It was before. Maybe that's his pregame ritual. Some guys put their socks on backwards. Robert Fox, <laughs> let's get some hand job. And what do you want to do? Listen, it didn't happen 
on company property. He didn't deflate anything. He didn't cheat. He didn't do anything to disrupt the game or the business of the NFL. That's his personal business. If he got arrested for being a scumbag, then he'll do the crime. He'll do the time that goes with the crime of being a scumbag in the state of Florida at the at the day spa. That's it. But there is no reason that he should lose his NFL team. He should have any. If the NFL steps in, we're, we're going to take away draft picks for what? Charlie, what are you doing? You driving through a tunnel? I'm driving through Crumb Creek Road, man, and it is a uh, pothole city, man. I can, I believe it, dude. It sounds like shit. You be careful oh, yeah. out there, man. Plus, my car doesn't really have shocks on it. Right. Uh, now, obviously, the, smart the, car. no. There should be no. There should be no penalty by the NFL. None. Zero. Absolutely none. This is just them wanting to step in, and because they want to sit there and they want to label. When I say they, I'm talking about the American public who want to label Kraft as a sex trafficker, and people just love to see other people burn, man. That's just the way it is in the world today. They just love to see people burn. And if it wasn't Robert Kraft, if it wasn't the New England Patriots, no one would give a shit. They wouldn't. They nope. really wouldn't. No. Morality has a funny way of, uh, of working sometimes. Yep. Next question, buddy. All right. In dodgeball, are you a dodger or are you the arm cannon? Which one are you? Um, oh, man. I am, uh, you know, back in the day when I was, I was a little bigger. You know what I'm saying? I was more the arm cannon guy. Yeah. Because, let me get, let, let's get this straight. I wasn't getting out of the way of anything. <laughs> I wasn't getting out of the way of anything. But now, I'm more of a dual threat. <laughs> Ooh. I'm more of a dual threat. I, I, yeah, I am a dual threat on the dodgeball court. Patches O'Houlihan <laughs> has got nothing on me, brother. I've always been a dodger, believe it or not. Even really? In my big size now. Hey, Char- yep. Charles is a, is a big is a, is a bigger guy. You've always been a do- really. You know, it's and funny. Still- sometimes those those bigger guys are they're they're elusive, man. They, you got to be men. They're always throwing it at you because you're a big target, so you got to learn how to dodge. I hear you. Next question. Yeah. All right, next one. We are at number six. Can you spot an attempted pickpocketer? No, but I got a funny story that happened to me yesterday, and I was waiting for the show to, to, to talk about this. And I, I, I thank you, Chuck, for actually asking yeah. this question because – I caught someone trying to steal yeah. my car. No. Yes. I caught someone trying to steal my car, and I couldn't have been more cool about it than I was. So this guy, I'm coming out of the gym, right? And this guy is literally standing by my car, and he's like, he's trying the handles, right? And he goes over to the driver's side, and he's trying to, like, you know, he's trying to jimmy the door or whatever. And I'm just standing there. I'm just, like, looking at him, right? And I walk over, and I grab my key fob. And I hit, the, and I was like, "Let me get that for you, bud." And I hit the door, and he's just—I never seen anyone freeze up. The guy turned to stone, like literally turned to stone. Chuck, put the window down, man. I mean, put the window up. Who me? Yeah, all I hear is traffic. What's going on over there? Oh, that's my. Oh no, that's me, man. Bar. All right. So, oh. literally, I walked up to the Hold guy up. and I said, "Let me get that for you, bud," and unlocked the door Keep for going. him. 
That's what she said. I unlocked the door for him, and he stood there and just looked at me in dead stone. I looked at him, and he's just like, I'm, I'm just going to go. <laughs> I go over that, and I'm like, go ahead, bud. It's okay. It's okay. I got, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I got him. Like, there is nothing else. That, like, I don't even care. It was just freaking the, the comedic value alone of the guy trying to steal my car, and I'm watching him trying to steal my car. I don't even know why I want to steal my car. It's a 2006 freaking Mini Cooper. Well, it is an S-Type. Man, it's a nice car, but it's at the same time. I steal something better, man. Leave my car alone, bastards. You know, it Char- happened to me today. What, somebody tried to steal your car? Believe it or not. No, a pickpocketer, man. Somebody tried to pickpocket you? I, um... So this girl comes up to me outside of the Apple store, right? And... I mean, I'm oblivious to why this girl's coming up to me. What up? And she goes, and she goes, hey, can you pay for an Uber on your phone and I'll give you the cash? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I I don't have Uber on my phone. She's like, well, you have Lyft then. So like, she's trying to like poke at my phone and like, and, and like motion with my phone that I got Lyft on there. And I'm like, no, I I, I don't have Lyft either. I don't. I don't use those apps. And uh, this girl wasn't taking no for an answer, buddy. No. So she's like, "Well, I need to get a ride home. Like, do you know somebody can give me a ride?" And I'm like, "No." And then I noticed this big dude, like bigger than me, Luigi, mm-hmm. coming up behind me, and he's like shimmying towards my pocket. Who the fuck is That's that guy? Exactly, man. Who the F is that guy? And I just put my back up against the Apple store, and I'm like, yo, I'm good. And I slid back in there, and I peeked my head out the damn door, and they were in cahoots, man. They were working on the next customer. That's and, uh, uh, I think I was a target for a pickpocketing, but it would have been SOL. I had nothing in my pocket. Ah, joke's on them. Actually, we, have, we actually have audio of Charlie. Uh, after after they realized that they had, that Charlie had zero money in his wallet. Gotti, <laughs> Gotti. <laughs> Next question, Chuck. All right. Um, do you believe Michael Cohen's testimony? I'm not even listening to five minutes of that crap. I'm just not. <laughs> I want nothing to do with politics, dude. Seriously. My brain's full of enough nonsense right, going on. One. Thank you, Charles. You know better uh, than to bring that crap here, Chuck. Uh, I usually get great answers out of you on those, though. Yeah, I know, but... It does get you heated. I don't want to be, right. be calm. Who is the tonight. least believable baseball writer in America right now? <laughs> They're all lying pieces of shit. Every single one of them, dude. I know, man. Aren't they? Every single one of them is. They've got the you know per sources, and every single one of them's got some some other kind of angle that the other one doesn't. It's just like, dude, stop, just stop. You're just writing to write. You're saying things to say things, and nothing's making any sense. How about this? Ready? How about how about you 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 post something when there's something to post? Get back to me when you're ready to. Uh, when you're ready to bring something, you know, that, that carries some weight to the table. You know, as my boy Calhoun once said, get some facts and come back and see me. That's the easiest way to do it. Oh, totally. Next question, amigo. All right. As today is Pokemon Day. Today's Pokemon Day. Who is your favorite Pokemon? 
Yes, it is. That's my Tinder handle. Pokemon came out <laughs> 27 years ago in the U.S. today. Uh, I like Bulbasaur, man. I've been a Bulbasaur guy. He's a solid one, man. Yeah, Bulbasaur's, Bulbasaur's pretty good. What are you, Joe Quang? You like, what are you, are you a Pikachu guy? I know. I never follow Pokemon. You never follow Pokemon? No. Neither have I. I just know Bulbasaur because my buddy's niece, I mean, my buddy's daughter plays this crap all the time. They're still searching. There's, remember those people out there for a while? They were out there going crazy, like ravaging stadiums yeah, and parks? Man, yeah, the Pokemon what kind go? of whack job would do that? How about you, Chuck? What's your favorite one? Squirtle, man. What is it? My boy. Squirrel Man? I like turtles. His name's Squirtle. Squirtle. Oh, you like turtles? Yeah. His name's Squirtle. You're weird, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, man. That's that's All right, ready for the last one? Yeah, I was ready for it after that question, definitely. And I got a story with this one, Luigi. This one was crazy, man. Can't wait to hear it. Have you ever watched someone be arrested? Um, aside from myself? Yes, aside from yourself. Yeah, but like in passing, like never like stood there as a bystander and just watched the whole ordeal go down. Like I've always been driving by, like, you know, you drive by something, a cop car, they got someone with the handcuffs on, like, oh, what did he do or what did she do or whatever it is. Um, Yeah, I've seen that dozens of times, but never like up close and personal to the point where it's like... You know, I'm watching the whole the, the, the criminal get the, the cuff slapped on him. No. I, I did have one. You had you one? ready for no. this? Hold on. Wait, wait. Joe, what, what, Joe Quill's going to speak. Now. Hold on, Charles. Joe Quill's going to say something. He's going to bring something to the program for the first time. Hold on. First time, long time. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I was walking up Bridge Street the one time. And Bridge Street's a street here in Philadelphia for people listening right, around right, the country right yeah, now. Yeah, up in, up in Northeast Philly, Lower Park. Um Cops are chasing this kid as I'm going back the other direction. And I'm like, do I trip this kid or not? I mean, they were chasing the cop. You make a citizen's arrest? You little hero, you. No, I didn't trip. Oh, you pussy. But, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I really have is, is that. And every once in a while you see something <laughs> on one of the L stops where a guy, a guy skipped the fair and there's like four cops, except the cops around him. All right. Go ahead. Use that drop. Yep. Meanwhile. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. What's your story? All right. Jesus. So, was <laughs> today, I get a full. Yesterday, I get a phone call. There was a shooting in front of my, my dad's rental property on um, Saturday night going into Sunday morning. So the cops wanted to take a look at our security cameras that we have on the property. So I meet the officers at the property. We're in the basement. So they're, they're looking at the security footage, and it takes about like 45 minutes to download this stuff on the flash drive. And they're, they're downloading it, and they're talking about something. Like, and we're, well, we were bullcrapping the whole time, me and the cops. We were talking about Sons of Anarchy, blah, blah, blah. These guys blow by me on the way out, and they're like, oh, we'll see you later. And I'm like, wow, that was kind of rude. Like, these guys sat here talking to me all this time, and, they're just going to fly out. And I'm staying, like, I'm getting into my car. I lock up the garage and I, I, I'm getting in the car. And I see this dude just like fly over the ledge near my, like, on our, our rental property and into the backyard, which is like an eight foot drop from like the first floor down to the, the backyard. And there's steps to lead down. But the dude comes flying over the ledge and a cop right on top of him. 
to get out of the car, the dude that pulled off the shooting was casing the joint still, or like casing the neighborhood, and he had a gun on him, and he was aiming it at, at the guy's partner, and the dude just drilled him as hard as he could, and uh, they arrested him right there. I got, I got security camera footage, but I got to go back and grab that tomorrow. That's going right up there on the internet. Holy cow! One of the wildest things. That's 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 out there, Chuck. Seriously, that's some crazy shit right there, buddy. Dude, I can't believe both those things happened to me today. I gotta be honest with you, man. It's it's almost like like wow. That's almost like a like an Oscar worthy performance. See this segue? See how I segue into this? Thank you. See how I segue into this? Because I'm gonna segue into this, yeah. uh, Charles. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you on the air with this. All right? Because I want your opinion on this. All right? All right. All right. So the Oscars happened, right? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, the best picture was Green Book. Anybody see Green Book? No, I've no. never seen I it. I have no idea what the, what the hell Green Book is. Um, best actress was Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. Well, it makes sense. I mean, she was the favorite to win it, right? I mean, that makes sense. Best actor, Remy Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody, which was a great movie. I thought it was fantastic. I've yes, seen it, it several times. Best original song. Was Shallow by, uh, you know, from the movie A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Those were the winners. The losers that night, though, were us, the general public, for the, the posts that were going on all over social media after their performance, and they had that loving moment next to one another during that song. Uh, where they look up at one another, you know, you see all the memes going. They like get you a girl that looks that looks at you like this, and <laughs> Bradley Cooper's over there smiling so so softly with it. And it was like it was a very loving, intimate moment. Would you say it wasn't right? Everyone on social media, I seen it. It, it's the, it's it's if they were together, you would you would say it was. Here's the thing. Oh, okay. Bradley Cooper's girlfriend was in attendance that night, sitting right there. Meanwhile, on social media, every single person is sitting there going, they belong together. He needs to dump her and go out with Gaga. These are women saying this, and men too, mostly women, because they're like, oh, this is their perfect couple. They're so cute and all this other stuff. How would you feel if that was your man up there and a whole bunch of people were telling, were, 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 telling, were basically saying, dump you so she, he could be with her. It's disgusting. How would you feel if it was your boyfriend, your girlfriend, right? And everyone is literally saying, you should be dumped for someone else because we prefer them with you. We prefer them with your boyfriend or girlfriend rather than you. You're just not good enough. You're not as cute together as they are. Bradley Cooper, might, my, I might add, is dating the Russian supermodel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think she cares. Yeah, I don't think she cares either. But my thing is, though, it's disgusting. It's disgusting that the lack of oh, morality. It's definitely disgusting. It's disgusting because right away, everyone, like, again, and I, and I posed the question, and I gave that argument, and it was just like, how would you feel if you were her? Like, just think about that, though. What if you did care? Like, what if you did, like, what, what would happen if, okay, Chuck, you got a girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? Jess is wonderful, right? Let's just say Jess is up there. She's doing it. She's doing a duet with some other dude, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be... and no, no, they're being completely 
everything's good. Everything's platonic. There's business as usual, right? And then that look happens, mm-hmm. right? Which is one thing. The other thing is, then all of a sudden you got to open your phone and watch the entire world say, she should dump you so she could be with him. I'd be pretty pissed there, Luigi. It's disgusting, dude. It's absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. And we should be ashamed of ourselves. Absolutely ashamed of ourselves. Because we're nothing more than surface, superficial, materialistic, freaking hypocritical, just assholes out there today. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. Dude, where the hell are you, Charles? I don't disagree. Where are you? Well, I'm in the... Uh, are you at the, are you at the spa? Are you at the orchid spa right now? That's where it sounds like. Yeah, I'm picking up Chinese food. Oh, you had to, didn't you? <laughs> what do we get for 10 You know, uh, General So and Chiang Kai-shek. I hear you, brother. I hear you. And, and Mayo Zidong. And speaking of that, speaking of food. The only words I know in Chinese. I know, I know one word. Fook. You know what that means? What's that? Apple. Oh. Of all the Chinese food that I've eaten in my entire life, that is the one fortune cookie that I've retained. Is fook <laughs> means apple. Um, the other thing I was talking about was, was food. Now, I, I noticed that like, people have always been posting pics on social media of food, right? Like you go out to dinner, yeah. right? You go out to dinner, and you go to a nice – I get it. You go to a nice restaurant, or you go somewhere. You go to like a favorite spot, like a local spot, and you go, oh, like take a picture of your cheesesteak, or you take a picture of your lobster roll if you're in Boston, or – your pineapple pizza if you're in California or whatever the case may be or whatever elegant cuisine you're having, right? Like the dessert comes out. It's all fancy schmancy. I get that, right? Then you got all these people that think they're like Wolfgang Puck that are posting pictures online on social media, right? A lot of times it's, again, men and women both do it, right? But most of the time it's like it's women out there that are posting this stuff back like you can cook. And I'm like, you open up a can of corn, you nuke the freaking baked potato, and you murder the steak. And all of a sudden, you're like, dinner's done. And I'm like, if you'd serve me that, I'd serve you your walking papers right now. Are you freaking kidding me? Right? Like, you act like you made something, right? But they post it online. And this is where the thirst of the man comes in. Like, they comment, like, that looks so good. Or, like, I would love to come home to that, right? Or, like, oh, my God, I'm salivating. Like, no, no, the word, you you, you spelled seminella wrong because the chicken's not even cooked yet, you know? And then it's, it's like, like your plating sucks, right? There's no decor. It's like, it's, it's the worst thing possible. And then the best is, it doesn't matter. Hold on. But it doesn't matter. It, oh, me too, because here, I'm going to do it right now. It doesn't even matter what they post. It doesn't matter. You're a girl. No. You could post a, a, a fucking plate, right, with just a piece of untoasted white bread. Crust still on, because I'm not a I'm not, I'm not I'm not a psychopath. I'm not gonna cut my crust off, all right? Crust still on. A piece of standard everyday white bread on a plate, and you could write, lunch is served. And some guy will go, Oh my god, that looks so good. Like, what's in that? Yeast, motherfucker! That's yeah. what's in it. <laughs> yeast, flour, and yeast. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> Oh, my God, that looks so good. Could I have some? No, you can't. There's one piece of fucking white bread, and I'm a 150-pound fucking five-foot-three chick, and I need to eat. That's the thing, dude. It's like, how about, how about you, you tone it down, right? Go sit in a corner, have a Gatorade, quench the thirst, call your wife, right? 
talk to her, make dinner plans with her, yep. rather than trying to sit there and get in the girl's pants on social media, who's doing it just to get attention from you, and she's winning. Here's a heads up, guys. They're not going to fuck you. Just letting you know nope. it's not going to happen, okay? Casanova, you ain't got it. I'm telling you that right now. And you guys should be switching to wheat bread, too, by the way. Multi-grain, something a little bit more. There's a lot of refined sugars in that white bread. Just saying. Al Bundy would have a field day with There's those. one that drives me nuts, man. Like, quite literally steals every one of her posts from other people and or from, like, Facebook. Right. And, and quite literally, these dudes throw thirst at her. Like, and I just, I laugh. No, me too. It's, it's the same thing. I, I go. I, and long hair. I quite literally would be like super Twitter. Like my Twitter would have been blown up. I'd have 100,000 followers and I'd get a million retweets on every friggin' tweet. But these people are like, they're like, but, they're like, they're like cuckold men, dude. Like they say something, like these women say something back and it's like their intestinal fortitude just goes away. Like you have no spine. Which is the true, oh, yeah, no, the true meaning of a snake, which is what you are. You're nothing but a slithering little freaking serpent on the ground in the belly of this freaking world doing nothing but trying to get by on the rodents and the, the, the crap that people leave behind. That's all it is. You know, every now and then, I mean, I have a girlfriend that's on social media. She's got a pretty popular Twitter page. Sure. And every now and then I'll, I'll say something to one of these dudes that are like this. And they get so hot and bothered by me calling them out. They're like, oh, so you're Mr. White Knight. She's not going to fuck you either, guy. And I'm like, yeah, you're a friggin' idiot. My girlfriend, you dipshit. And she definitely isn't going home with you, pal. That's the like, thing. It's like, I don't understand where I the White Knights are coming dudes. from. Is it, like, is it like 1437 again? Are we back in, like, France are we so. jousting? Like, what's going on? Well, I think we need that, Luigi. I think that's what the thing is, man. I think we need to go back to that time where we have knights and, like, machismo. And you know what? You just kill another guy with a, with a broadsword. And that way we get rid of all these weirdo little cretins. I think that's what used to go on is the weirdo little cretins used to get killed by the big, strong knights. And... We didn't have to deal with this crap back in the 1430s. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a food chain guy. I believe in the food What's chain. That? I believe in the food chain. I'm a food chain guy. And he, he so, I mean, again, I, like, you know, I believe in the, listen, bigger animal eats a smaller animal. It's just the way it is, right? But th these people, it, it's, Dude, just, it's creepy. That, but it's creepy. It's every single post. It's every single thing that they do. It's, I, I, I just, I don't, don't understand, like, how can you possibly have an opinion on every single thing that every single person says every single minute of the day? Like, how is it possible? You know what else it is, Luigi? It Yo, baffles me. You're missing the biggest, biggest point of it. What is that? Is once upon a time, kids, kids didn't survive childhood at one point, right? My, my grandfather... I almost didn't. He flat out let me know that at least eight of the kids that he grew up with died before the fifth grade of different diseases or being stupid. Like, biblical beatdown. be the fact that if you were too stupid to survive childhood, you didn't. And then we put child safety caps on things, and now we got idiots that grow up, and they are the ones that grow up to be these weirdos because they can't even hold a conversation with a girl. 
They they're just weirdos on the internet. That's that's what it is, and, and that's funny- exactly what it is. We need to go back, take the child safety caps off of Drano, and let the idiots start drinking Drano again. I'm with you, dude. We need to get rid of them. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm 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 100 percent with you. Literally, that's what it is. Yo, and these are the ones that are on the internet crying about every little thing that happens. Oh, he called him a pussy. Yeah, he did call him a pussy because he's a fucking pussy. I, Jesus, I, I, man, I, we got to stop with this shit. I hate, I seriously hate people, man. Uh, I, uh, Charlie, I can tell you're passionate about this, <laughs> okay? And I'm, and I'm, and I, I really I, am, man. No, and I'm with you on this, too. I'm with you. On, again, like I said, you know, women always say, what happened I'm to men? Safety locked, man. What happened to, off. women say, what happened to men? You killed us. You killed them. You killed men. You forced men to be nothing yeah, more did. than not, that just, 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 just dribbling little puddles of just existence that they are now. Joey, have you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison? I don't know. That just played it's on too its own. Too easy to survive these days. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, Chuck. I, I don't disagree. It's, it's, it's both, both, you know, both sides of this are, 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 are guilty of it in one way or another. And... Yeah. It needs to stop, dude. I'm telling you, man. Social media is what's gonna it's gonna destroy this freaking world. Oh yeah. Oh, he's Dr. So it Cap- gives a bigger voice to smaller men, is what it does. Yep. That's what social media does. Yep. They all it just gives a bigger voice to the smaller men. Yo, they got on the internet first. Meanwhile, like while we were all outside playing football and and dating girls. They were on the internet creating names for themselves, you know? Yeah, and bank accounts, too, that we can't like, get. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, though, man. Well, I, mean, I trade it for the cash. Yeah. yeah, some of them. Some of them. But that's seriously what it is. All right, I'm going to go eat my dinner, fellas. All right, Charlie, go get yourself something. Um, He's Dr. Catfish Charlie. Follow him on Twitter, at Dr. Catfish talk- Charlie. He will post these questions tonight. You can answer them for yourself on Twitter. Charles? Yo, I thought I was supposed to trigger you, Luigi. Instead, I got triggered tonight. <laughs> All right. Sometimes you got to turn the gun away from yourself every now and again. I've been under enough freaking distress. Give me a break. Yep. All right, Chuck. Get the hell All out right, of here. All right. I'll talk to you guys. Good night, Have buddy. a good one. Dr. Catfish. Thank Charlie, you. Buddy. Jesus. Good. I'm going to roll that I could do 24 hours straight on social media and all this bullshit. I can go crazy on it, but I'm not going to do that because I got to go to work tonight and... I gotta be calm. I gotta be relaxed. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, it's gonna be a long day tomorrow. Quick turnaround, the whole nine. You know what I mean? And it's also Doug's birthday, so I don't want to be all crazy on Doug's birthday. I want to have a nice little night and everything, guys. He's probably got a parking ticket waiting outside for him. Happy probably birthday! Right now. If you do, if you have a if you have a parking ticket, I will pay your parking ticket because that's the kind of guy I am. It's only fair. Okay. Even though I have parking passes in my freaking room over there, and I'm too lazy to go in there and get them, <laughs> and they're 24 hour parking passes, which I paid for and could have saved me money in case you got a ticket, but nonetheless. I'll take the chance. That's what life's all about, Doug. Yeah. It's, it's about taking chances. <sighs> Speaking of chances, chances of me staying another minute are uh, slim to none. I think it's time for a drink. It's time for a drink. It's time to get the hell out of here. It's time for me to go to work. It's time for you guys to put in that work. I want to thank Joe Quillen for putting in work tonight. Joe, thank you for making the pilgrimage here to, uh, to my apartment. Thank Starting you. to come together a little bit more. I got some more shit out of the way. I got to hang this. I got to hang the art on the walls, man. I found the right artwork. I'm just trying to negotiate the price. Everything's a negotiation, all right? Because I, I got a big piece coming, man. What about that, that big piece being a dumpster? No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a dumpster already outside of my building. 
the dumps are happening here. Every single Tuesday night just so happens this week. It was Wednesday night. Forgive me. It's okay. But I want to thank everyone for joining us here on Facebook Live, on Twitter, at Funkin' Fantasy, on Block Talk Radio, Audio Boom. The uh, show will be up tomorrow morning for your listening pleasure on your way to work. I want to thank Aton Shannon for calling in and checking in and giving us his opinion on all things Philadelphia sports and surrounding us with the uh, Nick Foles free agency and the, uh, the the Bryce Harper Bryce Harper watch day 117. Like the call. We'll be back here next week. Should I go live from Moonshine next week? I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like lugging all this crap over there. I don't know. I want to. I want to be in front of the people, though, man. I need a crowd. I'm sick and tired of people. You can be more people have sat on my couch than I've sat on my damn couch. It's this not right. Is, this isn't the living room of Sunny Hill. That's right. This is not Sunny Hill's living room, and we ain't talking about Will Chamberlain. All right. But I am one of the goats. Don't forget about that. Don't forget about me. Follow myself at Luigi Curto 22 on Twitter. Follow Joe Quillen at Jay Quills. Philly guy 73. Philly guy, I was way off. Philly guy 73. My man, Dougie, don't forget about him. Wish him a happy birthday. And I want to wish each and every one of you a good night. I'm Luigi Curter, reminding you it's not a fantasy if you believe it's real. Good night, everybody. Music and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. When it comes to investing in innovation, trust the experts. Robo Global provides laser focused investment portfolios that deliver access to robotics, AI, and healthcare innovation globally. The HTech portfolio captures the technologies transforming the medical space, providing unique exposure to best in class companies. Investors, turn to this diversified approach backed by research from the experts. Learn more today at roboglobal.com/htec.